0: All right, we're doing it again. This might work. Uh, fourth episode, doing this over the internet. I'm in my home office. Scott, where are you right now?
1: I'm in a basement. Uh, I believe the gimp is in a corner, but everything else seems fine.
0: And I know this is cliche, but what is he wearing?
1: <laughs> he just the typical gimp wear. I think you can pick it up at any uh, adult boutique.
0: So, of course, this show is where we look at famous business failures. And, Scott, I have a couple housekeeping notes I want to hit before we get started. We have one review on the iTunes store, and uh, I'm very proud of that. Number two, my wife actually likes this show, which is the first thing in my entire career she has ever complimented me on. Uh, Number three, and this is the most disconcerting, um, my 10-year-old daughter has started listening to this show. (laughs) I
1: first wished you wouldn't have brought up the number one thing because that's embarrassing. Yeah. Even though our review is good, I appreciate the person that reviewed. Uh, Secondly, uh, I have something in common with you. My wife who never likes basically anything in my career, not even sure if she's a fan of mine at this point in our lives, loves the show too and thinks that we have good chemistry together. Not my wife and I, but you and I have good chemistry together.
0: I opened, or whatever the word is, for you at a comedy show once, and your wife was there, and she hugged me, sort of an awkward, like, I feel like I should hug this person even I don't want to hug, and she whispered in my ear, I'm not impressed with my husband.
1: Yeah. Uh, she whispers to everybody. That's kind of her thing. She's, she's a whisperer. But hey, she might actually listen to this, so I want to be very positive about her. Every other podcast that I've ever done, I've badmouthed her. But on this one, I'm just 100% positive. I'm like that five-star review. that If there was a Yelp review for Wives, I would give her five stars. She is a dynamite in almost every way.
0: Scott, tomorrow morning, I'm getting up at 5 a.m. to fly to Jacksonville. So can we get this show on the road?
1: Let's do it. Our topic today is a little different than the first three. If you didn't listen, you should listen to the first three. Uh, Maybe this is a little more like the third one, but it's not the same. The third one was Netflix and Blockbuster. This is like if Blockbuster was against another company that was a brick and mortar store. I'm talking about Kmart and Walmart, which at this point, it's not really a battle. It hasn't been a battle for probably two decades, but At one point, not that long ago, Kmart was the number one retailer in the United States. And Walmart until 1990 didn't even have a store that was on the West Coast or the East Coast. They basically were just, especially in the South. So that's kind of the story. I would think that everybody knows kind of the Walmart story I think the Kmart story is more interesting. So that's going to kind of be the focus today from my uh, research. Now, can I ask you a question? When's the last time you were in a Kmart,
0: Pete? Man, uh, Brownsburg, Indiana, there was a Kmart. uh, And that was the last one I was in. I grew up in Claremont, Indiana. And we used to go out there and, I mean, classic pop culture stuff, dude. Blue light special. Like, I, right. I, I remember that. What is a blue light special? Just,
1: Most people don't know what that is.
0: A bl- I mean, I'll, I'll see if I can remember. Essentially, it's like at some point in time, you're walking around a Kmart in desperation and someone comes on and says there's a blue light special and they light up a blue light and then a particular product is on a super sale and you go purchase it at a pretty big discount and then you get on your, you know, your your rural way, like... I Uh, think it was the most exciting thing
1: about Kmart Mm -hmm. and I I, I have the same memories. That's the number one memory. It was attention, Kmart shoppers. There's a blue light special in aisle 16. Don't you think with brick and mortar stores having so many struggles that something like that might actually be kind of fun? Like if you were a store, I don't know, like JC Penny or something that's, kind of struggling, maybe because it's got the Kmart, you know, sheen on it, which is maybe not what people want at this point. But I would think for millennials and uh, younger generations that have never experienced it, it would kind of be kind of fun. Uh, what do you think It's my business idea? Uh,
0: no, I, I think it's genius. In fact, I think back to when I was a kid, there was shoe carnivals just came along. Right, And they really made it fun to go and buy shoes. You could spin some wheel and get a hula hoop. I don't know what was going on. But I feel like Kmart really made it interesting and and sort of gamified this big box store shopping process. And I'll be honest with you, Scott. I don't know when Kmart fell out of pop culture and Walmart (laughs) bullied its way in. But I can't remember the last time I thought about Kmart other than when we were texting about this podcast.
1: Yeah. it. Aren't you always surprised like when you see a Kmart that's still open and you're like, how is that open? I mean, that, there, I, there's no store that I can ever see that I'm like, wait a minute. What? what, how, How is that even possible?
0: Well, I mean, I know you are a Midwest warrior and you're driving through everywhere doing corporate gigs and, and your stand-up gigs. Uh, it's almost like seeing a Rack's you know, like, yeah, the, like a, that's a recipe rack. Yeah. Oh man. I love racks. Um, yeah. I don't, I honestly, I don't remember the last time I've seen an open Kmart. Have you seen one recently?
1: Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you where, but it was in the past two years, but there are only 70 Kmarts left.
0: Really? And I didn't know there were any left. So this yeah, is news to me.
1: There's 70 left. And when I was doing my research, I I went to YouTube and there's this guy, his name uh, he, I would suggest re, uh, subscribe to this guy. How about subscribing to our podcast first? Yeah. That might be nice.
0: Sure. Write
1: right. a review. It helps uh, the stats. Correct. I believe that's how it works. I don't know. I'm not. A I don't know. I don't guy. know all the. Yeah. So. His it's he goes by this is Dan Bell and he makes these videos <laughs> and some of them are he says dead malls and he takes video like in malls that are practically dead. It's it's kind of like when you've watched like some video about uh, parts of Detroit that have uh, are in disrepair or something. There, there's kind of a weird kind of strange fascination I had. to. So the guy goes to Dundalk, Maryland, just happened to be, and Dundalk is a super near suburb of Baltimore. It's a very tough area. It just happened to be where my wife's family on her mom's side grew up. Uh, it's pretty close to the wire if you
0: went okay, there now. Okay, sure.
1: So Hamster he goes. Gym. yeah. He goes into this Kmart, and it was going through a liquidation sale, which, truthfully, the times I have stopped in a Kmart in the last 20 years, I felt like they were going through a liquidation sale even though they weren't. <laughs> it had that look like... Oh my lord, like half of these shelves are not filled and they're not they're not set up right and I had a joke in my act 20 years ago that Kmart's were like they were like a f- museum of products like you could go back and I think it fits with our podcast I wouldn't be surprised if one of those 70 stores that still is, exist they might not have some wild chips and new Coke on one of the shelves. I mean, it doesn't (laughs) look like they update things. So Dan Bell is walking through this Kmart. It's oh, probably they're 30% off at this point. You know how they do starts at 10% when they're going to liquidate a store. And quite frankly, when it's 10 or 20%, the prices are higher than they've probably been in that store in years. Because people come in, oh, it's liquidation, it's a good deal. And so he goes in, there's like a dairy department, which dairy, I mean, that they've got some milk and some ice cream and stuff. So he starts opening up the ice cream containers, and it was frightening. The, the level of freezer burn <laughs> in this ice cream. And you wonder how long this ice cream had been sitting in this. I mean, like who would go to Kmart to buy ice cream? So the, the whole thing just, I grew up going to Kmart because in the Midwest, when I was growing up, there wasn't a Walmart. Walmarts didn't start really hitting the Midwest until the early nineties. And uh, we'll get into kind of the marketing Uh, genius of Sam Walton. But Kmart's kind of ruled the the day. They were the number one store. Sears was second. And Kmart's, I remember the blue light special. They used to have a restaurant in there. Did you know that?
0: I I didn't. And I'm just wondering if we're going to sweep under the rug here that Dan Bell is a common criminal for essentially (laughs) opening a product and beginning to grit some sort of level of marginal utility out of it prior to purchasing it. And I, I didn't know if we were just going to let that go, if we were going to try to file some tort against him. I think him, he's like done what,
1: many things that are more vile and disgusting in his videos than that. Uh, that's why I would oh, tell really? you to subscribe. are interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I look, you know, I, I maybe do we need a, a disclaimer that, uh, or if we tell you to follow someone, that doesn't mean that we actually committed any kind of crime or
0: what's that thing on Twitter? Uh, retweets are not endorsements. Yes,
1: that, okay, that's so. Uh,
0: I feel like if we tell someone to subscribe to someone else's channel, that is in fact an endorsement, though, by definition.
1: Yeah, okay, okay, you
0: should have correct me something. when you what need to killing puppies or something and we don't even know that like do you know what I mean it's like you know like a presidential candidate's like oh this is my minister and the minister happens to be a horrible person and That's then happened. the candidate I've heard it worked out for the person but yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway I, I distracted you because I was thinking about crime Uh Kmart's were known for the Blue Light Special they were one of the top few stores in America in the 1980s and then Oh, the, 7,
1: the 70s especially. I mean, well, just so you kind of know the background, in 1962 is a pretty important year for retail. That was the What's year- What's
0: K stand for? Wait, hold on. What does K stand for in Kmart? Can
1: I, can I get to that?
0: Can oh, I, you're I, getting there? I will get there. Okay. I'm sorry. I get really excited.
1: I love it, man. I love that energy. I- 1962 happens, Kmart comes okay. on the scene, Walmart comes on the scene, Target comes on the scene. Same year. No way. All three. Same year. Shut your me. old mouth. I yeah, don't I believe that. My head exploded. It was beautiful. It was one of those like, Did you that's know that? an interesting fact. I had no idea. I mean, I feel like you could really, yeah, I don't know if anybody does bar bets anymore or anything like that, but uh, uh, probably one of those microbrew places that you go to. You could mention that. I think people might be interested. They would look down there. No their one nose. knows
0: that. Like that that's a beautiful bar bet. I agree with you. Like, yeah. That's fascinating because that to me is like the perfect control experiment of three major brands trying to do the same thing. What's the score now, y'all?
1: Well, you know, at that time, I, I like the flavor that you bring to the podcast. I went to Pike High School in Central Indiana. True. True. We'll have to someday do a whole podcast about your career as a uh, oh point gosh. guard. I'm
0: looking at a picture of myself in really young shorts right now, but go ahead. Mm,
1: yeah. I am too, which is strange. I don't know how I got it. <laughs> I got it down <laughs> here in
0: my prayed. studio.
1: All right. Uh, actually, the game's holding it. Three SBT.
0: brands. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So those three are happening, but Kmart really comes out swinging at the start And that's because Kmart was uh, created by a man named S.S. Kresge, meaning Sebastian Kresge. Kresge's was a five and dime store that happened in uh, the 1920s. That's when he opened up his first Kresge's. And much like the Woolworths and stores like that, Uh, pennies was actually initially uh, a company like that they were kind of like the dollar store or the dollar tree or the family dollar they were five and dimes which meant you know a nickel or a dime that was the initial concept when all the other stores were going out of business during the depression those stores survived and did well and kresge's was everywhere in 1962 uh, Kresge, who lived till he was like 99, he was still pretty vibrant, even in his 60s. He's like, I think we need to open up some other kind of store because I think, you know, I think 1962 was probably the year it kind of happened for all of these. People were starting to move to the suburbs and they were like, you know what? Um, I don't want to just go to nickel or diamond. Maybe we have a, the economy was doing pretty well at the time. You know who it was a great time for? White dudes. Nineteen sixty-two might have been peak time for white dudes, don't you don't you think, possibly?
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. It's almost like podcasts. <laughs> you know, it's like get two white guys together, it's basically called a podcast. I I and in nineteen sixty-two it was called Big Box Stores of the Suburb. Can I guess that Kresge's name starts with a
1: K. Okay. okay. So that there is your Kmart. So So
0: what I want to know, I have to know this. If you don't know the answer, you have to make this up. Classic improv. (laughs) Yes, and. Um, So Mart, right? So there's K Mart and then there's Walmart, which is Sam Walton. Mm -hmm. Which Mart came first in the naming? Because Mart became a trend. K Mart, Walmart. Was it Kresge or Walton?
1: I don't think they even knew about each other. Because when Walmart opened, the first Walmart was basically created because Sam Walton had bought a branch of the Ben Franklin stores. That was another one that was in a lot of small towns. Uh, It was like a Woolworths or a Kresge's. And by 1962, he opened up his first Walmart discount city, whereas when Kresge opens, He's one of the major players already in retail. And he opens up this Kmart in Garden City, Michigan in 1962. And quickly it becomes much more popular than Kresge's. So Kresge's start falling by the wayside. People want to go to these bigger stores that have everything. And they were opening a store a week. I mean, it was pretty incredible to the point where by 1969, Nice. They're, they're <laughs> is that your Pike Pike High School education popping out there?
0: Can I can I mention a fact here before I forget? Because sometimes you know, I Brian Adams wrote I'm a thinking. song
1: about that year. I don't know if you know that.
0: Uh, I do. Um, I, this sounds like really pretentious, but I ha- In order to get the fact out, I have to give you a hair of background, and the background is pretentious. Are you ready? Are you are you strapped down?
1: I feel like we need some pretentious since we're going discount today on the show.
0: Please. I was in the uh, mayor of Indianapolis's office about two weeks ago. Okay. And I'm having a meeting working on some things I'm working on with them to help our community. Okay, there's the pretension. What I learned, though, in the course of the meeting, the number one place in Indianapolis in which people are arrested are Walmart's <laughs> number one.
1: Uh, well, if we're gonna go fun facts for Indianapolis, the greatest. Uh, pretty much, I don't think they go by cat fights anymore. I think women uh, can fight. Yeah, cat fight Seems referred like referred to weird. as cats. That's kind of sexist. Uh, not that I believe either one of these women that were at the Beech Grove Walmart that were oh, throwing that's a down. Classic fight. Go go to YouTube before you even uh, subscribe. to please check with your
0: parents though if you're a young adult, like young person, (laughs) like a ten year old daughter of mine. Don't go to this.
1: Yeah, that that happened. So when's the last time you've gone to a Walmart? Pete, by
0: the way, that's actually a great question. Um, You know what? It's really funny, and I think you and I have this common experience, and I think it's why we get along. You and I find uh, ourselves in really strange cities at times. True. And it's surreal. And, and, and that's strange in terms of we're judgment uh, judgmentally saying one city is better than another, but we're in a very foreign city to ourselves and there's nothing to do. And it's like I'm going to go into the Walmart. Yeah. So I would say easily within the last year, I've been in a Walmart in Nebraska or Oklahoma or some some place that is not metropolitan in nature where it's like I've got seven hours to kill. Right. And there, you know, what are you, gonna? there's no Chick-fil-A. Like, what are you going to do?
1: Well, you grew up and it was, maybe it was Sunday. There was a Chick-fil-A, but that wasn't going to do you any good. I would speak to how I grew up in a small town. It was 12,000 people. So uh, they got a Kmart probably in the mid seventies. And it was a big deal in my town when that happened. And I, I still can remember that was I don't think this is a podcast where I really want to get into all the socioeconomic problems that have happened because of Kmart and especially Walmart and mom and pop stores. And look, th- that, that thing has flown by way, way in the rear view mirror. There's no way we can turn that around. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, sure. I,
1: I would like to, in some ways maybe, but then in others, we decided we wanted cheap goods versus the other, version of this where maybe we can't consume as much, but maybe our jobs and we would produce products. Okay. That was that a a little bit of a explanation for people that are listening and are very angry that we could discuss Walmart, especially without mentioning that they don't maybe pay their employees that well, or that they've they've traumatized somehow their communities. All I know is most of the communities that I go to, they love Walmart. Okay. What are you going
0: to do? Okay. That, that was my. Sure. No, I, I, by the way, I think it would be interesting sometime when we get into the teens of our episodes to do something <laughs> about Costco and Sam's club. Yeah. I would too. it. Costco is, oh man. I mean, I, we could do, we could do an hour on Costco of how they actually make their money. Do you know that? Oh. Do you know this?
1: No, but I they, want to save it oh. for that one.
0: Oh, I know we should uh, slight tease here. Okay. Let's it has tease it. very, very little to do with what they sell. Very mm. little to do with what they Are sell. Are they a money
1: you know? laundering front? Do I know? I mean, I don't know this about them, but that's very cool. If that's Is this kind of an Ozark thing? I mean, I'm excited about this podcast. China.
0: No, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't okay. know what that means. Back to, back to Kmart.
1: So there's our story. I can remember as a kid going to the Kmart, and it was the only place where you could buy uh, records, albums. This was the 70s. And I remember my first record I ever bought there was Frampton Comes Alive. I mean, as... Wow. Yeah, it's like 1977.
0: But what... Was that I your, was a, your first piece of music then?
1: Oh, no. I had bought 45s at like the music Whoa. store where they sold instruments, you know, but that was the first...
0: That was well, one of the first it? albums. Do you remember your first 45?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, a Ballroom Blitz by Sweet, which I feel very oh, proud about that. I mean, you ready, Steve? Uh-huh. Andy? Yeah. Mick? Okay. All right. We should start every podcast with that. Wouldn't that be good? All right, fellas. That's let's go. Classic. So I feel uh, my good about first that. What, two
0: what was yours? T- tapes, unfortunately. In They're in 1984, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Paradise City, or not Paradise City, uh, Appetite for Destruction, I should say, Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah,
1: well, that's a good one.
0: And Raising Hell, Run DMC, were my first two tapes. Are we
1: sure that those were your first two? Those seem way too good to be your first two. Like, are you not really telling the truth that it was like Ace of Base was your first one or something like that? no.
0: No, well, I mean, my embarrassment definitely gets into my first CDs are more in that range. Okay. But my first tapes, I had a cool friend that led me the way. Mm, Uh, Andrew Guest was his name. And he was like, these are the ones. That's a good name. All right. Andrew Guest. You know, here's the thing about Andrew Guest. Way too handsome. You'd hate him. You'd hate him.
1: Uh, isn't one of your best friends, uh,
0: a man I, it just as handsome. It's a, it, and they know each other and when they get together, uh, it's an explosion of handsome.
1: Oh, I would, you know, in a way, maybe it would be fun to go out with them. If you were single, just because you would have everybody there. And, uh, like I know Chris. And right.
0: Chris the I mean, handsomest person in Indianapolis. He
1: is. And he's like a really great guy, too, which, you know, you just wouldn't expect. Um,
0: It's hurtful. It is. Yeah.
1: But let's be truthful. Uh, No way he can be as funny as you and I. He's just been too handsome in life. So instead, he's just super handsome, seems smart. I don't know if he's smart or not, but he seems smart. For that handsome to then talk well, I think that's quite an achievement. I mean, he's kind of Rob Lowish. I mean, it's just like one of those deals where you're like, "Wait a minute, that's almost too handsome." Then, have you
0: ever think about your career if you were handsome? What your career would be? Have you, I mean, have you ever really sure. thought through this? I think we like, talked how, about it briefly
1: the past episode um, or one of them. I yeah, was, we did. Yeah, we did. I was pretty handsome, like at
0: 30. oh, that one headshot of you.
1: Yeah, and even in the, yeah. Early forties, I was still doing pretty good, but it's really deteriorated to the point where I feel like podcasting is maybe the best route for me. The way that I'm declining, because you know I'm, that that's a hard thing for you and I to deal with. I mean, I I don't feel like we're bad looking people, but as age continues to hit, I always wonder: is a twenty five year old going to listen to me for an hour in front of them? You know that, that's that's one of the reasons why I feel like you and I probably try to stay maybe a little more uh, fashion conscious than the average person sure. our age. Is that is that maybe right? I don't know.
0: Well, I I did a uh, a hit, if you will, on the local local Fox affiliate this week for the first time in a long time, and I'm, mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm feeling pretty good, although I'm feeling a little heavy. And I watched the clip back this morning. Oh my God, Scott! I look like Job of the Hut had a hot money take. <laughs> I look so thick, thicker than a bowl of oatmeal, softer well, than table butter. And then it everyone on terrible. Fox 59
1: is beautiful. Oh my
0: God, they are. Well, and
1: are. Oh, that's sorry. one thing yeah. uh, people that don't know, if they've never seen actual TV broadcasters live, the camera does add weight for most people. There's a few people it doesn't, but I, most people I think it does. And they're beautiful so, people. W- w- they're usually always better looking in person but the one 100% thing of the time. you not a hundred percent, here's where it is different. Sometimes they're so thin that you're like, yeah, they look better on TV. That's reason. What you discover really is that most people on TV have huge heads and are yeah, really true. thinner than you think they are. Like a guy that looks like, Oh, that guy's really kind of, I don't know, looks in good shape, but you know, kind of husky. And then you meet him in person and he's, he's skinny so uh yeah tv can be very very tough uh you know that that's why we do podcasts right and we're not i don't think we have any uh, ideas of doing a video podcast ever right
0: no i don't want to do that when when people see me on tv they think to themselves that guy has a sandwich ranking you know (laughs) like here's my top 19 sandwiches cuban ruben muffaletta like they just see it on my face and it's true and i think you picked
1: face. the three funniest name sandwiches that was good muffaletta that's really that's got to be number one on the uh, funny name sandwich list i didn't know we were going to rate sandwiches i'm going to get back to it in a second And by the way uh one of the memories that i have at kmart in the 70s wow. they had Great. boiled ham sandwiches and that doesn't that's sound very true. good right oh yeah and they had icies they were the first place that had an ice oh yes
0: so I I'm like totally remember that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you probably remember Blue Light Specials and Icy's most, like
0: you know, mm.
1: if you were a kid. And so I loved going to Kmart, and then I would go to the bargain bin for the records where they were cutouts. Remember how they had cutouts where they'd be like a dollar, but the the they didn't want to give you everything that the people that had spent eight dollars on the record for, so they would cut. The, the edge of one of the album covers, like on one of the four corners, and it was called a cutout. That was the bargain bin. See, you're you're just past this age, so um, that was you know that's where I shopped. I would I would look for you know like how people would look for ninety nine cent tapes or you know you know especially when they got used. Well, th- this was before any used goods at Kmart. So, okay, number one sandwich.
0: Did they they, def- they defiled? By the way, they defiled what? later became collector's items true to have a gimmick like how nuts is that like you have a oh this is my honus wagner rookie card but i get it on <laughs> discount so they punched out his nipple like what <laughs> makes no sense why did you do that
1: i know i love that you know it, it even it would be in worse shape than even if they had put it in a uh the spokes of a bicycle like they did with baseball cards <laughs> exactly okay so what's your number one sandwich pete
0: all time Cuban, Cuban.
1: All right. Was a I, I love a Cuban.
0: Get? Well, it used to be Northside News uh, on Fifty Fourth and College oh, in Indianapolis. But if I'm like in Miami or something, I always would get like a Cuban from a Cuban restaurant. I like a Cuban. I like the. I like a Cuban, man. I, I will tell you this though: Jimmy John's just came out with their version of a Cuban.
1: Disaster. Nah, they 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 shouldn't go there. They're, they're not.
0: No, they, it. It, it it tastes like a hurricane hit Cuba. <laughs> it's that much of a disaster. That seems that. <laughs> hurricane. I hope Jim, they didn't.
1: I hope they didn't do that as a promotion because that Jimmy John guy's got enough other issues. I don't think that would be another another photo he needs.
0: You're I not w- lying.
1: No, I, <laughs> 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 I wish you were in the same what? room. I would have high fived you on that one. Nice.
0: Nah, I would. I
1: would go uh, the rhyming one, uh, Ruben. I like a Reuben, and I have a theory on the Reuben. I believe there's no way it could not have been created by a drunken, single guy. He looks in his refrigerator one day. At night, he gets home from the bars, and he's like, I'm so hungry. What do I got? I know I haven't been in the grocery in a while. And he's like, all I got is some corned beef and some Swiss cheese. Maybe I could... I got Thousand Island Dressing and Is that sauerkraut? sauerkraut. This sounds awful, but I'm so hungry. I can't, there, I don't have enough meat and cheese. Uh, well, I've got some good, oh, I'm out of rules. I got that stupid rye bread that my mom brought <laughs> for vacation. I hate rye bread. I hate everything in a Reuben, everything. I don't like Swiss cheese. I don't really like corned right. beef. I hate rye. I don't like Thousand Island dressing. I don't like sauerkraut, but together love it. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy sandwich. Um, that that should have been, uh, I think, the lead of our podcast. Maybe we should have gone with sandwiches. But off so, what happened
0: in the, in the 1970s as the stores started to develop? Target, it was doing a thing. Okay, Walmart, I assume, was starting to grow, except in uh, the West Coast. Kmart was thriving, though, right? Kmart's thriving. Um, Target.
1: Uh, was they were a little slower and they were owned by uh, the Dayton Hudson group uh, a lot of oh. a lot of the stores like you know there before Macy's bought everybody a lot of the uh, stores like Macy's were starting to get nervous when the suburbs happened and they had uh, their stores that were downtown locations they hadn't really grown into the malls and they were then seeing Kmart thrive and they're wondering what are we going to do so some of those uh companies uh they opened up their own kind of versions of kmart airs had a place like that i guess even in indianapolis uh but everybody kind of had their own but dayton hudson was the only one dayton uh i think is was in Detroit and Hudson was in Minneapolis or vice versa, but they were owned together and they created target and they had enough money between those two big uh, department stores that they could basically bankroll targets. They put them in the suburbs. They kind of grew slowly. They were definitely in the North and that was it. Uh, But Walmart at the same time was just kind of taking over the South, but Kmart was the only national brand What really happens, it's kind of interesting, is that by uh, this is when I go to my notes and I'm.
0: uh, I can tell. I can always tell. We're not even in the same room today. And I can tell. (laughs) What are you opening some sun chips?
1: (laughs) I would, I I like a sun chip. That would probably be my favorite.
0: I do too, but man, they make more noise than Gerald Ford uh, falling downstairs. Walmart. Gerald Ford, not his corpse.
1: By the time that Sam Walton, and he hung in with the company for a long time, uh, when he stepped down as the CEO in 1988, Walmart was the third largest retailer, but it was more profitable than Kmart and Sears. And this is before it had really left the South. Because like I said, 1990 was when uh, Walmart started hitting the East and the West Coast. It hadn't even hit those places and hadn't hit a lot of places even in the Midwest at that point. So why is it that Kmart starts falling down the stairs like Gerald Ford, but Walmart uh, has so much success at the same time? Walmart- What is the answer? Invested heavily in linking all their stores with the technology of the time. They created regional warehouses, and another thing that they had really going for them we're running into it now where amazon doesn't have a brick and mortar store so you know there's their cost levels are way less but what walmart still had a huge advantage over kmart especially kmart was really focused on the major cities which seems good but walmart bought land in places where it was super cheap to build the store so they started in smaller communities then they started taking over in bigger cities in the south But their costs were so small in comparison to most average stores that Kmart had. So the combination of knowing what products were going into their stores and having a real great connection uh, with their distribution centers regionally, they were just way smarter the way they spent their money. They did not do a lot of commercials. You still don't see many Walmart commercials, do you, in comparison to a lot of stores? They've never done that. They've focused more on the stores and keeping prices low. Kmart at this time, their idea is we want to get uh, as much TV time as we can. So they did a lot more advertising. They put a lot more money in marketing. And they started buying deals with people like Jacqueline Smith and things like that in the 70s and 80s. uh, Kathy Ireland and Uh, and then Martha Stewart. Sorry, I didn't mean to stop you on that. Kathy Ireland is that one of your favorites? Well, did
0: you balls? ever see that show Necessary Roughness, where she was a place kicker for a college football team?
1: I did not, but I know the movie. What? Um, and you never uh, saw it? Did Did she actually look like she could kick a ball?
0: I wasn't looking at her feet. Okay.
1: Well, was, some guys. I, I was some guys really are focused into feet. on
0: her courage.
1: I'm not. I'm That's not a true. foot guy. By Rex the way, Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan's an example. I'm not a foot guy. Uh, just, Um, I'll put that out there. Now what I would tell you that Martha Stewart was the key to kind of keeping them solvent for a while. That was, yeah,
0: because I remember that.
1: Yeah. People there, there were people that were like, I would never go to Kmart, but then they would go there for the Martha Stewart living collection or whatever that kept them kind of solvent. Um, and at this point, I think this is a great time to, uh, break away for a second to, mention, do you notice that I talk way more in this podcast? Can we explain again why I talk way more than you do in this one?
0: Because you do all the research and I do nothing.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, But Pete uh, has two things going for him besides just being funny and, you know, who he is. Uh, Much more successful overall in life. I'm pretty successful. But you're more successful if you're just going to look at... Bank
0: accounts and all that kind of stuff. No, no one's looking at those things. No one cares.
1: Okay. No, I think I think I my wife I think does. I think that's one of the reasons she feels like we have chemistry. She's hoping you can bring me up, like you know I can hold on to your <laughs> coat tails. Uh, secondly, um, Pete, that really the major one. But Pete also has uh, great equipment, and when I mean that, uh, I don't mean that in a way that I would. I don't know anything about your personal equipment. I'm talking about like broadcasting equipment. Um, As
0: as we're saying this, I'm watching our track uh, sort of materialize on the the software we're using, and it's looking weird. (laughs) Right as you're talking about that, I'm thinking, is this ship sinking as he's talking about how my contribution is the equipment?
1: And I think the episode, maybe two, uh, I was not very loud. I had to, I mean,
0: I was on purpose. (laughs)
1: It reminded me of this when I went to Lollapalooza one year, and it was the heavy metal Lollapalooza. Basically, it was the end of Lollapalooza the way it had where they were touring. They were on their fumes. It was the late '90s, and they brought in Metallica to try to get big audiences, which worked. But Metallica really wasn't basically the same. The thing. audience of Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza was alternative rock, and Metallica, not not a good fit for it, the rest of the bands there. So I Soundgarden was on before Lala, uh, Metallica, which is, you know, that's pretty good fit if you're going to use an alternative rock band. They kind of... Soundgarden had half the speakers that metal, Metallica.
0: Of course, the moment we start talking about how I bring technology to the table, our technology fails us, and now I'm editing together our first track to this second, which is actually our third track on an airplane from Indianapolis to Atlanta to Jacksonville. Scott, can you bring us home, please?
1: This is the second time we've even tried oh, to do this. God. This is how
0: bad your this technology sucks. Is. How is this uh, possible? Thank you for, I'm a
1: broadcaster. Yes, and and you sound good uh, when you're actually working. Now uh, let's let's let me just kind of, as I, you said, bring it home. I would just tell you that Kmart, Walmart, and Target start meeting on the same grounds sometime in uh, the 19 late 1970s walmart starts to uh, bleed into a lot of the major cities in the north and the east and the west coast target at the same time is becoming larger and larger in the suburbs but even coming into the cities too and kmart even though they're the number one you know company in regards to uh, department stores They're not profitable on the same level, and it only gets worse as they get squeezed out. What do they do to try to combat that? The first thing they try to do is they just try to sell, you know, buy more TV ads. Once again, Walmart not doing as much, and even Target not doing as much at that time. They also start trying to buy celebrities. They'd had some luck with Jacqueline Smith. She was a good fit for their brand. In the 80s, they brought in Kathy Ireland, And Martha Stewart was probably their best person that they ever had. But that only worked for a while. People were just coming in for those products. And then they would go to Walmart because Walmart had focused on low prices. Kmart tried to match them. It didn't work. Kmart spent way too much on executive salaries to the point where people could see the writing on the wall for Walmart. Uh, by for Kmart in the uh, nineteen late nineteen eighties. By then they they were really starting to run on fumes. It's kind of a remarkable story that they're even around. There was a guy named Eddie Lampert who bought Kmart. He bought Sears, <laughs> and he not not a genius in regards to uh, retail. It doesn't appear. At one point he decides let's. Combine Kmart and Sears together will sell Sears products in Kmart. Huge failure. People did not. Kmart's shoppers were not Sears shoppers. Sears shoppers didn't want to go to Kmart. It just didn't work. They've they've just had one disaster after the next. I learned a lot of this from Walmart and Kmart videos that CNBC did. And, Pete, are you still there?
0: I am still here. Here's what I here's what I got to know. Here's my big thing. Yeah. Is the thing from 1962 true where all three stores started at once? Because I'm speaking in tomorrow or the next day. I don't remember. But I feel like for some reason I want to bring that up on stage. I just need you to validate. Look that. it up. I don't want to look, look it up. That's it, why we're it. here doing this.
1: Oh, my gosh, please. But, you know, do you have a Google Assistant, an yeah. Alexa, something like that? I mean, come on.
0: Here's the thing. Yes. The, so I looked it up. 1962. My, I'm so mad about my technology. Yeah, you technology. are. I, I, I You're angry. Myself. I'm sitting mm. on a very nice leather chair and my internet won't work. <laughs> and it's like, I killed an animal to sit here and like have less than dial-up speed.
1: I'm sitting on a hard chair, but mine works well. So maybe uh, that might be something to think about. Okay. Finally, do you remember in the new Coke episode when I talked about the Coke girls? G U R L S. They were, I still love that. That me, was like yeah. one of my, yeah, that was one of my favorite things that I learned. Uh, that just, so I'm looking up Kmart versus Walmart on YouTube, and this young lady, Lissy, L I S S Y, Lissy's life pops up. She's got her own YouTube channel. And uh, she has a 14-minute video where she breaks down her purchases of Walmart and Kmart clothes. This was only a couple of years ago. So I, I maybe watched three minutes of it. But uh, ooh, it was really painful. <laughs> and uh, it did not really help sell, I don't think, either one of these companies' uh, clothing. Though I'm going to tell you right now, Walmart's got some decent clothing. It's, you know, they have Levi's. They have a lot of name brands now. But my favorite part, which I did learn, was she prefers Walmart, Lissy, but she does like the Nicki Minaj collection at Kmart.
0: Nicki Minaj has a collection at Kmart?
1: I know. Isn't that great? And that, to me, makes total sense because I I know maybe I'm stereotyping, but wouldn't you think that a lot of the Kmart customers have a lot of junk in the trunk? I mean- (laughs) When, when I, I think of it, for forty-five
0: you, minutes setting up that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it makes
1: me think of a theory that I do have about Macy's and Coles, and who knows? Within ten years, we might be doing a show on Macy's and Coles. Uh, you really falling think by we're still be talking to each
0: on. other in ten years?
1: Well, maybe we'll actually have the technology that'll work by then.
0: We have to end the show. I would dude, just because if we don't, like the technology is going to no, fail again. I could feel it. This
1: is the last thing I want to say. Go ahead. So I love that Nicki Minaj is part of it. I will tell you that Macy's and Kohl's are both not doing well, and I like both those stores. I, I am, you know, I like a I like a brick and mortar store to try on some clothing. I, I like it that way. What I would share about that is every time I go to a Macy's or Kohl's in the Midwest and I look at the sales rack, it's filled with small and medium clothes never has hardly any larges or extra larges and their collections are by uh macy's has ryan seacrest and cole's has mark anthony two men with 22 inch waist no wonder that these clothes are they're not selling well they have the wrong models with the wrong collections and they buy too many small and mediums that's why i've had this theory for a while Kevin James' collection should be at these stores because that's who's shopping there, okay? So that maybe was my uh, – that was maybe what I was trying to think about the whole time in doing this
0: at the end. I wanted to share that. I have a flight in seven hours.
1: Well, I, I thank you for holding uh, holding off on that flight. I think you're going to be angry on the flight as you're trying to
0: <laughs> edit this. Edit a this piece of – Hey Scott, this it's you know it's sometimes a pleasure, man. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I think maybe we try to do it uh, in the studio next time.
0: Yeah, or uh, what I the would Internet,
1: share yeah. is, yeah. And if people did get to this far, thank you, by the way, and please uh, listen to our other podcast. I think uh, our wives think they're excellent. I mean, you know, they don't even no, like I, it. I notice it, and I yeah, they don't. And I've noticed though that they uh, neither one of them have reviewed. Or subscribe to us that I know of. I would ask you, though, the listener, to do that and share the podcast with us because uh, I think it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And uh, besides that, I'm scottcomedy.com. If you're looking for your corporate entertainment or fundraiser kind of entertainment, I can be found there. Pete will be in Jacksonville, Florida tomorrow, <laughs> which would mean nothing to you listening to this because who knows when it will ever get up, but maybe we'll hear a story about Jacksonville as part of it. Maybe Pete can find a Kmart in Jacksonville. That will be your homework assignment or
0: a racks. Oh, I'm, I'm in. So, all right, till next time, this might work, but the technology won't. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>